Hello, everybody. I am Dungeon Master Man Seth, along with my good pals, Connor. Well, hello. Jacob. I'm not your pal. We're by blood, Seth. You and I. (laughs) (laughs) And Adam. Hi, I'm your pal. Hi. Pal by blood, actually. What? (laughs) (laughs) We didn't want to tell you, Jake. We thought you were too fragile. There's yeah, another blood blood. <laughs> but everybody, freeze. <gasps> Jacob, keep the voice, though. So. I'm frozen. <laughs> okay. For two or three minutes, because I, 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 we're only going to keep this intro shorter, because I felt bad about the last one, which was like eight. <laughs> but this one's, we're going to do one word story, and we'll see how it goes. You guys all know the rules. One word, and we'll go down the line. So it'll go me, Connor, Jacob, Adam. I want to start. Okay, well, we'll start with Jacob, and then Adam, and then me, and then Connor. And then we'll just keep going. Uh-oh. One word. All right. There once was a one word, and it's <laughs> time for Adam to <laughs> say his next part. You just have to add one word into the sentence, right? No. 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 <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I was going to harmonize you. Why did I know it was going to be more than one word immediately? Because <laughs> he asked to go first. That's how yeah. you know. <laughs> This is why Always. I get bullied all the time. Adam, you start. <laughs> Once. There. Was. A. Lapine. Who? Named. Oh, I jumped through <laughs> Guys, I'm so bad at this. I said who. Continue Wait. it. Yeah, who named. Who, who, named. who named. Who named. A Lapine who named. His. Son. Once there was a Lapine who named his son Boo Boo. The. <laughs> Has there. <laughs> what? The? Yeah, like the. Yeah. Like Boo Boo the. Like, like Boo Boo the. According great. to Old English, if it ends with. If it's a the instead of the, we know the next word has to begin with a vowel. So that should be a tip off. Angry. <laughs> uh, do I say period? Period. He killed <laughs> many turnips <laughs> using a skull from the river sticks. I want to find this river. I want to find the skull. Did Back you say lore. sticks? Did you say sticks? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he used a skull from the river sticks. <laughs> uh, period. And then Bobo. Never. Once. Eight. The. <laughs> turnips. <laughs> because. He. Would regret everything. Pe- period. Yeah, you period and then do start one. So, oh, oh, it's, it's gonna keep going. Sweet. Oh, no, let's just stop. Let's just stop. I know <laughs> we gotta bring it up. We gotta bring it home. Okay. One more. So, can you start with so? Is that grammatically correct? So, death isn't. The end. 
That's two words. He cheated. No, there's a hyphen. There's a hyphen. <laughs> you can't just hype say there's a hyphen. Death I isn't thinned. Then. Wait, what? Fine. The. I'm lost in the story now. I don't know. It's death, death isn't the. Isn't the. Death, death isn't the. End. For. You. Edge Lord Lapine ever. He gets a skull from the river, and he's like, "Death isn't the end for you. <laughs> I'll kill you again in the afterlife." The listeners don't realize this is actually how we came up with all of our backstories. <laughs> and th- th- this is actually supposed to be like a Q and A segment. Like, how do we come up with Zippy and Darren and Norman and everything? <laughs> and we thought this would be a good way to kind of showcase it, our method. <laughs> Same with Comb the King back in season one. Give us till episode ten. We're gonna do this again. Then to, to we'll get it. We'll get it on the next one. As Jake, we'll continue says. the story of Bobo. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll do it. We'll do a Bobo the Angry's part two. I will uh, buy everyone a double double if we remember Bobo. Ten episodes from now. <laughs> okay, Bobo two electric boogaloo. <laughs> Bobo Bobo the kind change of heart? Huh? <laughs> Question mark. Not sure. All right. Okay. Let's let's get into the actual show now. Um, one of these episodes, we're gonna have twenty minutes of D and D and like an hour and a half of just the opening <laughs> bit. We're gonna do an hour and a half of one word story someday. Well, that's what people really want. <laughs> don't don't put that on us. People love our little intro shenanigans, right? They love it. And even if they don't, and they're like, I just want to hear the adventures. So screw you. I love it. I live for this. <laughs> Wait for the anime. This is my favorite part of prep. Oh, an anime would be so freaking amazing. <laughs> hey, somebody want to do all that for us for free? Thanks. <laughs> um, <laughs> Deadline is next month. Yeah, choosing beggars. Um, okay, so recap. Last time, the boys were locker rooming it up. Uh, they were in the locker room getting ready for the Coliseum fight uh, when Apophis showed up after Zippy said that they were going to kill him Um, and Apophis came and he was beating everybody up and getting real pissed and he went into the baths to go cool off after just before the Coliseum starts but Zippy followed him in and went into the bath alongside him and and started conversing and talking to him and and befriending Apophis by defying all the odds while probably an invisible chameleon was in the corner of the bath as well um but essentially zippy in that bath uh found out about apophis's weakness to the cold and and why he's always never made it to the end of the tournament uh and also convinced him to not take the bullet pill that he was going to 100 percent take and that was in my notes he was going to take it Seth, Seth, Seth. there's no hundred percent in anything there's not a hundred percent in anything uh, but there is 100% in Normandy's performance checks because he played some music and got people on his sides. Uh, Darian also made a deal with Draken to not use any weapons or like fighting items in this next tournament that they were about to participate in. So, Scout's Honor, Darian, looking at you. Scout's <laughs> Honor, Darian. So I'm not a scout. Um, <laughs> Ranger, Ranger Honor. Anyways. <laughs> they have none. We all know that. Yeah. You guys entered into the arena. Uh, 
Apophis wearing uh, Zippy's furry bracers and uh, like that he got from the Man of Snow arc um, to stay warm instead of using the bullet to do that. And the gang proceeds to fight in the tournament. Monsters come out, these go rhinos, these like gorilla rhino snake hybrids. Um, and they, they successfully beat it. And then comes this giant tower plant, this just massive pillar and a, a senior flagra. Uh, and they manage to beat it, even though there's quicksand all around them. And just before the last kind of T-Rex animal came out, King Veal summoned this T-Rex basically to give them a serious challenge because it's his personal pet. But instead... A spear came falling from the heavens and killed the T-Rex on the spot. And bugs and insectoid creatures like you've seen a little bit before were flying overhead just like a cloud everywhere throughout Tukul. Um And a tarantula hawk, a large tarantula hawk humanoid insectoid person came and beheaded King Veal, a.k.a. Baby Beef. No. The king who they needed to meet with to get the fire for Randy. And now their head's on the ground. So I guess you can still kind of meet them. But <laughs> the tarantula hawk left and it seemed like all the bugs were dispersing. Some landed in the Coliseum and were attacking people. Some are landing outside in the streets of Takul attacking. Uh, it's chaos and mayhem everywhere. And most of them, and the tarantula hawk included, were heading to the castle. Um, But... The gang can't give chase yet because three insectoids landed in the ring in the Coliseum and are staring you guys down. We have Zippy and Apophis against Armored Dung Beetle with a giant ball and chain, but the ball on that chain is just as big as the person. It's massive, and it's made is of... Is it a, a dung? Just... Yeah. Well, it's, it's, <laughs> it's not actual... Well, it might be dung, but the coating on the outside, at least, is like steel um and then we have for normandy you're up against the butterfly the butterfly mage uh who is standing there with blue flowers like kind of rippling through their beautiful long wings and then we have darian who still because you said so won't use weapons (laughs) uh just remembering uh you're up against basically this bee swordsman with a honeycomb shield and their stinger sword that's kind of like in a fencing position roll some initiative oh damn by the way for everyone listening I'm trying very hard to migrate to virtual dice uh I know that whenever I listen to a D&D podcast, I love the sound of the dice rolling. It's just that at this level, we begin to roll more dice than is like practical to count. So I'm slowly <laughs> moving to virtual. But just imagine that dice rolling sound. The only reason we don't do virtual, uh, don't do hard dice as much is because it's just we want to protect your ears. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I roll a lot of natural dice, though. Every like random D20 I'm rolling, always natural, baby. <laughs> um, that's 16 for me, Seth. Uh, DM, I got I got a 20. 20 for Zip. And Darian, what'd you get again? 18 total. And Norman? 16. I thought I rolled well. Alrighty. 
We are going to do this in paired fights. So uh, just after you guys move, the enemy will move. Uh, and, and we'll do it that way. So first off, because you're all in your own lanes, we got Zippy. Zippy with actually Apophis next to you. You are standing there right next to Apophis. And about 15 feet in front of you is this large, huge-sized dung beetle just with this glistening kind of like chrome-like armor. Uh, they're really big, really beefy, and they have the ball and chain, and they're staring you down. And he's bipedal, eh, Seth? Like, two-legged? Yep. Okay, that's much cooler than what I was picturing before. Just a, <laughs> a dung beetle with a ball and chain. Go on. Apophis, I'm going to take your lead on this, okay? I'll, I'll be your support through all this. I, I have some magic up my sleeve, as you saw before. <laughs> yeah! Wait, what? Which? What was the magic? Uh, remember you saw the whole wall of fire and everything. Oh, yeah. Sorry, memory. <laughs> you remember. I didn't beep that one. All right. Let's do this. First tag team. I, I usually fight alone, I should tell you, though. That makes sense because how strong you are. My swings go a little left, a little right, a little loosey. No, like, no harm, no foul. Some harm, some foul, but you get it. All right. <laughs> Hop on my back, little dude. <laughs> okay. If this is what it means to truly support someone, well, then I've been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> and you climb up on his shoulders and he has you on his shoulder. He's like... Well, you think two arms is good? Look at us four! We're like a combined mech! It's like I can move my arms separately, and he can do something else different. Yeah. Hey, ready? Uh, I gotta show you something. I got Before we fight, it, it, the dung beetle is like just watching you guys like, why are they still talking? Like, what are they doing? <laughs> and and Papa's like, before we fight, I want to show you some, some signature move that will definitely give you some inspiration. Ready? I'm all I'm all for it. First you hear the thunder. Bring your arm out. And then flex with me. Ka-chow! <laughs> uh, I flex as well. Ka-chow! He made that sound. <laughs> the thunder sound. The dung beetle is just standing there still, just like looking at his arms and being like, what? And he's like, alright, let's go! And you start moving. And he's gonna go and punch the the dung beetle right in the chest with his fist. What are you gonna do? Um. Okay, I'm just gonna enhance uh, enhance Apophis here. Um, <laughs> okay. With enhance ability. Um, and I'm just gonna, I'm gonna give him advantage on strength checks. So bulls, the bull strength. Okay. You put your hands on Apophis's shoulder and they accept the bull strength and the strength just flows through them. You can see the muscles in their arm, their right arm that they're going to punch with, just bulge. And he's going to roll to hit. Oh, yeah. Isn't it great when a DM has to fight himself? I, I know. That. This is bad. <laughs> <laughs> Who was saying I don't roll anything? Um, okay, yeah. They they totally hit with that. The Strength buff, too. In case there's like a grappling like part, I'm glad I put the strength thing on. Like Apophis just gripping his hands against the dung beetle. <laughs> they rolled a well, they got thirty. 
However, they go 30 with the first punch. And now they're going to go for their second attack, because Apophis can do two, because he's sick like that. Apophis did 30 damage on his first attack? Yes. <laughs> okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to sit on this guy's Behind shoulders. Behind the scenes, Apophis was going to be a boss. Spoilers. So now it's like watching two Dark Souls bosses go at it. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> they also hit on the second one, because I built Apophis big and strong. You shouldn't have made him such a bro then. <laughs> I know. Okay. They got 26 on the second one. When you work around the system, you can get the bosses to fight for you. <laughs> so they go, ding, on the first one, and then ding, on the second one with, like, a lower gut punch on their left arm. And you can hear it just ring out against the armor, and the dung beetle, like, uh, slides back five feet. And you can see Apophis just look at his hands. He's like, that was fucking tight. But holy shit, that hurt! <laughs> and, is, and, uh, is there, are there any cracks in the dung beetle shell? You look at the dung beetle shell, there is no cracks. And actually, all damage they took is halved. So 15 for the first attack and 13 for the next one. So in total, 28. Quick maths. Okay. So next up is going to be the dung beetle. Dung beetle sees this and kind of gives it a (laughs) laugh. And then they whip the chain on the ball and they start dragging the chain quickly from one side to the other and the ball is kind of like next to you guys so immediately it's going to come swinging at you what is your AC zippy Uh, 16 not good enough the ball comes and you just look over you and Apophis both and you get kind of cartoonishly slammed on the ball and you're wrapping around it and you swing and then go flying off, rolling in the dirt. You're 20 feet away from the beetle now. It flew, it just sent you flying. And the damage you take, you're like, that's only 18 damage. Shockingly, you got 18 only damage. 18. <laughs> only 18. However, as soon as you're hit, uh, you are going to be having two off of your AC temporarily. Your armor and and Apophis's like furry sleeves that you gave him, they start like shredding and ripping and tearing. Your armor is damaged, minus two AC <gasps> until either you get it repaired or do a long rest. Whoa. Next up is Darian. Darian, you have Draken at your hip, no weapons in your hand, and fifteen feet in front of you is this fencing swordsman. Worker B. Um, I I think in the previous episode you said he has a shield, right? Yep, I said at the beginning of this one too. He has a honeycomb shield. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, I got thirty feet of movement, and so I'm gonna quickly dash forward and close the gap. And uh, I'm I'm gonna use part of combat that I don't think we've used before. Um, and so um. I'll run it by you, Seth. So, if you want to do special kind of actions in combat, it's usually settled by a contest above my attack and then to kind of like a corresponding like skill on your side. And what I would like to do first is I don't have any real weapons, so I got to figure out how to get through this guy. So, I want to first attack and attempt to disarm his shield. Okay. Yeah, you want to do that? 
Uh, I'll make it a strength contest. So I did a yeah I did a rule check for you just to to help out and speed things along, and it's it's my attack versus either their athletics or dexterity, and then you would kind of pick based on the enemy, and what you think is more suited. It's gonna be athletics for this one. Okay, I'm gonna roll to attack then. Um, that's a nineteen plus eight, twenty seven. Because I am still proficient with my hands, I looked that up too. Well. So. Natural one. You guys, yeah. <laughs> okay. Love it. You... Uh, how do you want to do this? How Describe it. So, I want to quickly dash in, closing the gap, sidestepping any kind of stab from his rapier, getting two hands on the shield, and doing like a full rotation with it, so it almost like rips out of his wrist or he would have to or it would break basically and then after getting it out frisbeeing it uh, as far away as I can you run up and you're ripping it off you snap you're like starting to break it as it's like you're grabbing onto the edges of the honeycomb shield Draken is just at your hip being like yes Darian rip it off and you snap it and you hear their arm they're like trying to stab you but you're bobbing and weaving and you rip the shield off and you can see the shield was actually kind of like a part of their forearm it wasn't just like equipped so you rip it off and there's like a string of honey blood like stretching but you have like the two halves of the shield in your hand and you just like throw them into the dirt Uh, and you can see their arm is just kind of like bloody with honey because that was not supposed to to happen and that's not how they, they work so they take Eight damage, nice. uh, right to their arm. Okay, uh, you're. What else do you want to do? Yeah, so I'll I'll note I don't get to roll damage for that uh, if you're doing like a targeted action. So I, I'm not gonna roll any damage. But when you take the attack action, you get I get a second attack. So I'm gonna do another disarming strike uh, on the rapier. <laughs> okay. So, me- so immediately after splitting the shield, I'm going to shift directions to his other arm and attempt to disarm the rapier off of him. What is Darian now? What has he become? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, 18. Ooh, I'm going to use a luck die. <laughs> of course. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, that's 18. So I guess you win. I think I do win. Yeah, I think Ty goes to defender, so I don't succeed on the on the second disarm. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, you go to do that uh, and disarm, but they pull back and you kind of fall through and you kind of stumble and roll and pick yourself back up as you dive through their uh, bee stinger rapier. Uh, but they actually have a special ability too, kind of like the AC losing a uh, dung beetle. They go for a repost immediately as you failed, and they're going to attack you. That's going to be a 21. So, nope, you missed. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> okay, well, that's 23 damage. Oh. Uh, they assume Holy. with their quick bee-like reflexes, you fall through, and they quickly jab you with the stinger. Uh, 
So be warned, anytime you fail an attack, it will automatically attack you. Okay. Then after after that happens, uh, I'm going to use my bonus action, and I'm going to whip out the bubble cloak and do a full cloaked form so I'm completely covered like Metal Mario to bump <laughs> okay. up my AC. Sounds good. The cloak wraps around you, Metal Mario. Uh, Darian is suited up for combat. Now it's the bee's turn. They're immediately just going to turn to you and just elegantly, effortlessly try to pierce through that armor. Even though you have it, they're going to find a way and they're going to attack. That's only going to be a 17 this time. And that does not hit. Yeah, because that item's broken, and I'm... Uh, why did it's I not- do this to myself? <laughs> it's not broken. They go to stab, and your cloth armor just... It's, like, slowly wrapping around you, uh, and it's trying to get into a spot where the the cloak hasn't covered yet, but it quickly, like, wraps and covers, and it blocks the stinger. And they just stare at you with their dead bee eyes. Bzzz. Next up, Norman D., You are standing 15 feet away from this butterfly uh, being. They kind of have one hand on their chin, kind of leaning their hand on it, like their head into their hand, kind of Mm. like lazily. And they have uh, a book at their side, but they're not even holding it, but it's kind of like in a holster. And they're just kind of like looking at you almost as if they're bored. Uh, And their wings are just slowly fluttering as they levitate above the ground. What do you want to do? And they say... Or these wings, you say like there's a pattern that's kind of undulating on that? Yeah, like a blue flowery kind of ripple. Uh, You can see like the blue roses kind of the pattern is appearing in the wings. Okay, there's nothing like um, in the moment. Like, is there anything hypnotic at all about these wings? Uh, Arcana check. Okay. Uh, I'll see. It's just so tempting to roll the dice. Um, 10 plus 10, uh, modified 20. Yeah, you can tell there's some magic in those wings. Probably hypnotic or illusion based. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to bide my time. I'm just going to hold up my hand disarmingly as to like ward them off. And I'm going to say, now hold on, hold on. Why do butterflies hate to vote? <laughs> it's because they've always preferred a monarchy. And I'm gonna cast. <laughs> and I'm gonna cast hideous laughter. A creature of your choice that you can see within range perceives everything as hilariously funny and falls into fits of laughter if this spell affects it. It must succeed a wisdom saving throw or fall prone, becoming incapacitated and uh, unable to stand up for the duration. A creature with an intelligence score of four or less is not affected at all. At the end of each of its turns, uh, and each time it takes damage, it can make another wisdom saving throw. DC 17. Okay. No, they do not succeed. Yes! Um, yes! They, they are looking at you bored, and then all of a sudden their head starts like shaking, and they're like... <laughs> That's how they laugh. And they fall to the ground, stop levitating, and they're kind of like holding their chest, uh, and their wings are fluttering back and forth kind of faster now, and they're just going like... <laughs> okay, DM. Back in season two... Uh, I got a magical tattoo. 
and it was with Mir's blood, the god of thunder, I think, mm-hmm. god of thunder. Yeah. And it basically lets me cast two spells in one turn, just once a day, or use another action. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to cast a fourth level spell called Faithful Hound. Um, Damn. You conjure a phantom watchdog in an unoccupied space within 30 feet of you that you can see where it remains for the duration, which is eight hours, until you dismiss it as an action or until you move more than 100 feet away from it. This hound is invisible to all creatures except you and cannot be harmed. When a small or a larger creature comes within 30 feet of you without first speaking the password that you specify when you cast this spell the hound starts barking loudly the hound sees invisible creatures and can see into the ethereal plane it ignores illusions at the start of each of your turns the hound attempts to bite one creature within five feet of it that is hostile to you okay i'm gonna summon that dog beside me okay uh, and it'll attack anything within five feet of you? At the start of my turn, yeah. Okay. Hello, Smoke. <laughs> Good boy. And it stays by your side. And it's like eyeing down the butterfly. He's just like... Um, okay. You guys are um, fighting and uh, you're you're doing all this combat but all of a sudden everybody roll a perception check zippy with advantage because it's ear based natural one for me I'm laughing at my own joke too much yes (laughs) Uh, Myron's 18 plus 4 uh uh, 17 plus 6 23 okay Zippy and Darian even in the midst of your combat all of a sudden you hear something land into the dirt nearby just like a bag just flopping into the dirt and immediately you just see the floor around you the sandy dirt floor is starting to become iced kind of and you can feel a cold breeze flowing in the wind and it's like the atmosphere is just immediately changing but it's getting much colder all of a sudden but that's all you notice for now your dog as well Norman kind of is looking over in a direction is just kind of like has their ears perked up and their head tilted they're like looking in a very specific direction kind of 10 feet behind um, where Zippy and um, Apophis are actually, and it seems like it's it's like the source is the bag. Uh, you can't see a bag. You can't see anything. You just see like all the ground, kind of in several spots, are just becoming icy. Uh, and well, we heard we saw the bag hit the floor. You heard a bag hit the floor, but as you look, you don't see anything. You don't see a bag. And and Seth, I don't notice this, but the dog does. Yeah, the dog seems to look over that direction quizzically, specifically in one direction. Next up is uh, Zipophis. <laughs> or Apophipi? <laughs> Apophipi? <laughs> Apophis picks himself up out of the dirt and he's like, 
Yo, what the hell? Oh, my head. That was a good hit. I can still go, though, little bro. Get back on. We gotta keep doing this tag team. Apothis, I got an idea. Yeah? <laughs> He's a dung beetle, right? Uh, yeah, yes. Throw me to throw me towards him. Throw me on him. I don't need to hear any more of this idea before I know it's a good one. <laughs> Hop in my big old baseball mitt of a hand. Here I go. And I jump in. Yeah. And he throws you. You go flying through the air towards uh, the dung beetle. It's only 20 feet away, so you're going to collide very quickly. Yeah, and I'm going to collide by going, like reaching my hands out to his eyes and holding onto his face and covering his eyes. <laughs> okay. Like I'm going to wrap around his head and I'm gonna hold my paws over his eyes. Okay. Uh, acrobatics check. That's not all I'm going to do, but I'll do your acrobatics check. And per Connor's suggestions, I'm going to also do a dexterity check for this guy. Uh, 14 plus 3, 17. <laughs> okay, yeah, you you fly through the air, and they try to duck, but they're very slow. And you grab kind of the, the horn that's coming off their head, dung beetle style. And you swing around it, and you're sitting on top of their head, and you're covering its eyes. Uh, I'm going to cast Hallucinatory Terrain, and what that does is it makes a 150-foot cube look, sound, and smell like some other sort of natural terrain, open fields, ponds, moss, things like that. I want to... um, I want to create a scenario where we're (laughs) surrounded by poop. (laughs) (laughs) oh my soul and i want there to be like another dung beetle who's taking this massive amount of poop and rolling it out of the arena and and i want there to also be frozen zombies chasing this guy out of here and so if he feels the cold he'll assume it's zombies like he'll he'll hear zombies and when it touches him he'll assume it's the frozen undead. How how like big is the terrain? 150 feet. Okay, and do they get to make a wisdom save on this? Uh, intelligence investigation check. But but <clears throat> um, because I'm blinding him, it might just work automatically. So if the difference isn't obvious by touch, a creature carefully examining the illusion can attempt an investigation check. But I don't see how he can carefully examine it <laughs> if I'm blocking his vision. Well, ironically, I rolled a number two, which is appropriate for the image they're about to see. <laughs> um, but essentially, you cover their eyes, cast the spell... And reveal their eyes, kind of like like a baby playing peekaboo. And whew. But instead of a happy parent going like, peekaboo, they see a wonderful, blissful paradise of shit. Like, the, the Colosseum stands are now kind of like a flowing waterfall. Everywhere is just brown to them. And then, from the north, 
<laughs> Zombies come. Zippy, you're on their head. They're kind of like looking around. They're zombies. They're swinging their ball. It's their turn now. And they're just going to crash and start slamming zombies everywhere. Uh, and they're going to start moving. They're actually going to charge into the zombies because Mama didn't raise no weak dung beetle. <laughs> and they're swinging and flailing and they're going to hit. And Apophis is there with his hand down, winded, and this beetle is just flailing. It doesn't even see Apophis. But, let's see. Okay, it's going to swing and crash into Apophis with his minus 2 AC accidentally while it's killing these ice zombies in poop land. And it's crashing in, hits Apophis, and sends them flying out even further. Um, 20 more feet away and they take 29 damage Apophis goes flying he's not bloody yet or anything but he goes flying and you see him kind of land in the dirt and he's kind of reaching up at the sky it looks like he's having like breathing troubles or something he's just really like not himself all of a sudden but he goes flying over in the dirt but you're still on top of their head you're still covering their eyes basically so they're only seeing like that's really not helping with the ice zombies and everything else with their aim but uh, Apophis is sent flying once more next up is Darian alright um S- uh, Seth quick question for you um the haste spell gives the person who has haste a second action. So theoretically, if I cast haste on myself, would I get another action? Right, right, right. Yeah, no, I would say so, yeah. Okay, great. Uh, Then the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to cast haste on myself. Um, And so that is going to double movement, give me advantage on dexterity, uh, checks and saves. Uh, And then it also gives me another plus two to AC. Um, so I'm going to have that. And then with my second action, I can take the attack action. And I'm going to uh, use my first action to attempt to disarm uh, this this bee again. Now coming in with my hasted speed with the armor, uh, I'm going to try and do it again. Okay, you try to do it. I'm going to try to contest. I'm yeah. I'm gonna keep the roll. Uh, so that's uh, and by that I mean I have other luck die, but I'm not gonna use it. Uh, that's a twenty-three total. Thirteen for me. Twenty-three total. Disarm that hand. <laughs> Their stinger goes flying into the air and lands behind them. They are disarmed. And now that he's both hands open and exposed, uh, when I take the attack action, I get an extra attack. Uh, that's a, like what you get as a ranger. And so I'm going to take my second attack and just give a sweet gut punch right into the dead center of this bee. So I'm going to roll the hit. Oh, actually, and I'm going to use my bonus action <laughs> to trigger planar warrior. All the abilities. Um, that's a natural 20. Uh. Combat! <laughs> <laughs> He's gone Nova! <laughs> The, look, I spec Darian for combat. Combat is what Darian is good at. 
Um, okay. Uh, if you're not a monk, when you do an unarmed attack, it's just a one plus your strength, which is, uh, for me, a plus four, so it's five. Um, so that's a... I guess what that would count as, like, a dice roll. Would that get doubled then, Seth? Uh, I'm gonna say, yeah, the strength will get doubled, too, on this. Okay, so then that's nine, and then plus... The bonus force damage is only two. So that's only 11 total, uh, but from one punch right to the gut. Okay. It's not bad, dude. You go screaming in with your fist, and do you feel the force behind it? Boom, they go sliding back, and they land prone on their back from the force of that punch, and they're just holding their stomach. That was a good hit. Okay. Um, yeah, that's that's it. I'm I'm completely tapped now, <laughs> except reactions. They're going to uh, take their action. It's their turn now. To they're going to use their mobility to stand up and pick themselves out of the dirt. And for their action, they're looking at you. The stinger's too far away. They can't grab it easily, and you're coming in close. They only have one more option. <sighs> you can see. A blue flower, kind of just underneath their left armpit, oh, starts no. to furl out, and these no. thorns are going across their bee, black and yellow hide. And you can see they're kind of like the f- veins in their face are going sharp, and they're just focusing so hard. And that's what they're doing on their turn. It looks like they're powering up, mm. Super Saiyan style. Next up, Normandy. Okay, uh, how far is the dung beetle from me? Dung beetle is about, I would say, 40 feet away from you. Okay, um, Darren looks like he's doing great. I'm going to say, Darren, you're killing it. Good job, buddy. And then I'm going to look at Zippy and Apophis, who are in slightly rougher shape. And my butterfly guy is just, he's a bear of the laughs right now. I got my dog. I'm feeling pretty good. I know nothing about this ice thing that's going on behind me. I'm like, ooh, it's, it's getting cold in here. Anyways, and I'm going to look at the dung beetle. And I'm going to say, hey, you're basically like the definition of a crappy gig. And I'm going to cast Vicious Mockery. Uh, so... Uh, I choose a creature you can see. If it can hear you, you must pass a wisdom save, or it, it must pass a wisdom save, or take one d four. In my case, two d four psychic damage, and have disadvantage on its next attack roll. Uh, so it has to make a DC seventeen wisdom save. They fail. Is it insulted by my crappy joke? Uh, it is. Yes. Yes. It is. Okay, two d four, baby. Uh, six points of psychic damage. Okay. Uh, yeah, they're insulted and they're kind of shaking their head and they're still kind of just like freaking out. They're just so annoyed. They have something covering their vision. They can't see. They're zombies. There's poop. And now literal fat jokes being said in its head. Um, they are not pleased. And uh, at the end of... Th- that's my turn. And just a reminder that the butterfly gets to make a save at the end of his turn for my laughter joke. All right. So it's the butterfly's turn. They're laughing. They can't control it. They're just like on their knees in laughter. But they're still going to do something. Butterflies start rippling. Like their wings start to ripple. 
and little tiny like chrome-like butterflies start rippling off. They're almost see-through but also weirdly shiny metallic. And they come rippling off. It's like their wings are like disintegrating into these many butterflies. And they start swarming up above. And they're just lying there on their uh, chest, just holding their chest laughing. Uh, but that's all they're going to do. You see a swarm of butterflies building up ahead, like up oh, above. Oh, I don't like that. I don't like that, Seth. Ugh! Your dog also smells something, starts to bark. What does it smoke? It lunges out right behind you, Darian. And ch- chomps into someone's leg. Roll damage. Sorry, do you mean uh, Norman? No, yes. Well, you roll for your dog. Okay, cool. Uh, 16 points of piercing damage. You see your dog lunge out just behind you, Norman. And <laughs> you hear a yelp. And someone fall to the floor as your your dog is gnawing onto somebody's leg. You turn around and you see the chameleon <gasps> from back. He's always been invisible. It's holding his leg and just being like, get off! Get off me! And he's trying to shake the dog loose. You also see a bag appears. Kind of closest to you, Zippy. It's in between you and Apophis now, Zippy. So it's only like 10 feet away from you. But you see this little bag on the floor having these like snowflakes kind of billow out. Uh, It just appears out of thin air. Um, But the chameleon's on the ground trying to shake this dog off. It's trying to hit it with like their fist, but it's not working. It's got a good grip. Uh, And he just yells at you, Norman. Take it off! Come on, please! Sorry, it only attacks hostile creatures, mate. And they're just crying in pain. And that's where we're going to take a break. Oh. And continue this fight right after, because it's a long one. What is up? It's Jacob here for your mid-roll for this episode here. Everyone here at Cheaper by the Dungeon wishes you all a happy holiday. It's uh, We're recording this uh, episode around the month of December in 2020. Get us out of this year. And, and yeah, we just wish you all the best as we go into a more festive uh, season here. Um, mentioning that, we have, for our next episode coming out on the 21st, a little... Christmas musical episode coming out. It's uh, a bit smaller than our summer musical that we just had not too long ago, but it's still full of fun songs there, as well as some fun scripted uh, scenes as well. And yeah, we hope you really enjoy it. It's a it's a fun way for us to um, kind of flex different uh, sides of us there, and uh, yeah, we we always enjoy it. Um, uh, when we when we produce it and everything, so yeah, enjoy that on the twenty first. It will replace uh, uh, the normal episodes that we have coming out, but um, and so it might be a bit shorter, but uh, it's nonetheless. We think you're gonna really enjoy it. 
Um, with that being said, not a lot of news uh, for us as we kind of slow down and head into kind of the, again, festive uh, season as we try to spend time with our families when we can. But nevertheless, we thank everyone for the support you've given us this year and everything. Thank you for uh, all our Patreons and everything. I thank you for Randy who supports us constantly. He's our top supporter there uh, on our Patreon and Again, I say this every time, but we wouldn't be here without you guys. And you really supported us this uh, past year, especially with how hard it's been with COVID and everything for everyone. It just it really tells us we have some amazing fans who still uh, continue to support us, even in some more trying times. But that's what podcasts are here for. And we couldn't be more happy and blessed to uh, be able to put um, these things out uh, every two weeks for you guys. So. Thank you so much. Uh, not going to distract us while we get into the next bit of the episode, but thanks again, everyone, for supporting us as we head into this next year, 2021. And uh, yeah, signing off here. Thanks. And we're back in the heat of battle, literally. Uh, you guys have been duking it out, and the chameleon that you met before you entered to cool has all of a sudden appeared, as well as the bag of blizzard that's going on. Um, you hear the chameleon who's just being like chomped on and like ragdolled by this dog just be like, Please! Please! I know. I don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're doing. Apophis needs to die. Uh, I'm terribly sorry. My friend has seemed to take a liking to him, and that's not going to happen without an explanation. I can't explain when I ah, it hurts. Uh, I can't cast a spell right now. Can't like, like. Do I have um an action, or it's not my, my turn's no, over? No, no. Right? Yeah, your turn's ah, over. Ah, okay. But there being thrown around and everybody hears this chameleon's words um but i'm guessing none of you are gonna heed it because you love a pop <laughs> of course <laughs> kill the chameleon oh, fuck that um guy. he was sneaking up on me back up to zippy zippy you are on top of the dung beetle riding its head covering its eyes uh what do you want to do well what looks like what's happening to apothis He's kind of like, like shriveling up. He's kind of going to like rigor mortis. It seems. Okay, well I had to help him. So I uh, is my illusion still going on? Yep. Uh, the stink goes closer over to Apothis. The stink, it like the uh, allure, the aroma, goes underneath the dung beetle's nose and kind of like. It's like a wispy, wispy wind lady and like beckons it forward and it kind of like blindly is following or moving in that way, still slamming its uh, giant ball and chain. And it's slowly moving towards Apophis with the ball and chain getting closer and closer to hitting him. Uh, can I like, can I lean down and hit, touch Apophis? No, he's twenty feet away. But as you're moving, I would say you're you're getting like you can get within like fifteen feet with this dung beetle's movement. Uh, you can pass the bag that's like blowing a blizzard. 
And if you guys remember our last episode, he did confess that his weakness is being cold because he falls asleep. I remember. <laughs> Connor's memory. Um, <laughs> uh, I get the dung beetle start rolling up some poo. And in the process, he rolls up the bag. How are you going to convince it to roll? Start. It's not charm. Start Subliminal. You want to you want to try and persuade this thing? Yes. Oh my god. Okay. Uh, Start rolling. Persuasion check. That's got to be a disadvantage. No, I'll give it to I'll give him the base because there is like the super shitty smells. His instincts is is kicking in. No advantage, no disadvantage. Okay. Well, it's seventeen plus eight. Oh my god! <laughs> see, Zippy's good at convincing people. <laughs> you see, it's uh, like slamming its ball and change, like whipping it up and down, and boom, 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 slamming into the dirt. And it's just going where the smell, its senses are on overdrive because of the halluci- like hallucinatory images you're producing. Um, and you whisper, please whisper it now. And you see it's it's pounds with the ball and chain are getting slower. Keep going. Faster now. <laughs> don't, don't you miss a single drop. One hand leaves the chain. It is moving towards the ground, but it's still one-handed, like slamming this giant ball and chain. It's your calling. It's what you were born to do. Two fingers release off the chain. It's still loosely slamming it and throwing it around. But its two fingers are holding on. It's it's like being pulled towards the ground. Smell. Smell it all. It lets go of the ball and chain. Boom! And it goes flying into the air. Like it swings it up and lets go. And it's flying into the air, this giant ball. You see, it immediately digs its hands into the sand the dirt which it thinks is poop and it just starts like snowballing it packing it in quickly and rolling it and rolling it and rolling it and it's moving towards Apophis and the bag that's emanating this blizzard this cold atmosphere gets sucked up beneath it and it stops it's still cold it'll take a bit to heat up but the bag has been basically corked but the ball is rolling and it's rolling closer to Apophis and that's your turn. <laughs> pretty good, pretty good. Dung Beetle's turn now. It's rolling the ball. And it's gonna keep rolling the ball. <laughs> it's gonna suck up Apophis. <laughs> no! <laughs> and you see Apophis idea. on the ground, shivering, and you just see him look up. He like turns his head, he can slowly turn his neck, his muscles are all like just not working because he's so cold. And he looks over and he's like the fur f- bracers are broken because of the attack he suffered. And uh, he just looks at you and he's like, Dude! Bro! And whoosh, he gets sucked up into this sand ball. And you can see like a-, a hand is like out reaching out of the ball and then it goes for another turn and then it gets like sucked in and covered. He's being buried alive. Next up, Hold on, that, I forgot to say, DM, I'm so sorry, 
I don't know if you rolled for this, but that dung beetle actually has a minus D4 because of my vicious mockery. If it was an attack roll. Uh, it's not attack roll. It's just movement, baby. Cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Movement. <laughs> just, it's like rolling up a pebble. Okay. That vicious mockery is now void. If its turn is over, it only lasts for the next round. Okay. Next up is Darien. Darien, you see the bee is like concentrating, going kind of like Super Saiyan, so to speak, or at least it looks like it's trying. You're standing there, but you see a shadow is coming overhead. And a shadow is growing bigger. A circle beneath you, which was small, is now growing larger, larger shadow. You look up and see the ball and chain is falling onto you guys. (laughs) Please make a dexterity save. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Uh, I have an advantage on those because of haste. Uh, That's a 21. (laughs) Okay. It's growing bigger and bigger and you see the bee looks up and it can't get out of its Saiyan stance quick enough but Darian you literally like take three steps back nonchalantly and the ball like lands on the bee and they go flying backwards prone but they take (laughs) <laughs> they take 33 damage. Uh, and their armor class goes down too. You can see their skin kind of tears. Their AC is down too. And they go flying back prone. But they're still in their Saiyan stance, concentrating. Nothing can stop their concentration. The blue flower thorns are like rippling over their body still. What do you do? I, in my hasted state... And my double movement, um, first looked down at Draken, and, and I looked down at him and say, we gotta shut that down before he releases whatever that is. Agreed. Don't give them a chance. Snap their neck. Burn their body. <sighs> all right, all right. And with my hasted movement, I'm going to basically, like, parkour leap over the ball and chain and close the gap on the beetle, or on the on the B, and I'm going to right hook, left hook, and with my third hasted action, RKO choke slam them into the ground. Damn. You're gonna like pick them up and just Whoa, boom! And with my, okay. bo- with uh, my bonus action, I'm also going to activate Planar Warrior to get some added damage. Geez. So first right hook. Uh that's a 19 to hit. Yeah. Second left hook. Uh, that's a 16 to hit. That wouldn't have, but with the minus 2 AC now, it does. Yeah. And then we're going for the final RKO choke slam. Uh, I, uh, I'm going to use my luck because I want to make sure this hits. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and that's a 20 not, or 21, uh, to hit. So that hits all three of those hit. So you see the right. Right hook for five damage. Left hook for five damage. RKO for a total of 11 damage. And you see the force explosion off my shoulder as uh, as we slam into the ground. Jeez. Sorry, total 11? Total 21. 21. Oh, okay. You 
Good you rolled that number. You run over, you're punching RKO, and then on the RKO, when you're like breaking the neck kind of thing, you feel, you feel something give a little, and boom, you decapitate this thing. Whoa. <laughs> it didn't even get a chance to do its Saiyan mode. But you can tell looking back that it was producing another stinger fencing sword is what it was doing. But, but <laughs> you break off the neck and you have the head of this bee soldier in your hands. And Draken's like, yes, now try some of the honey. Tire, try the spoils of your victory. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah. And now I'm going to like wipe my hand on it and, and lick it. It tastes really sweet. <laughs> and he's like, scream, scream in victory. And Darian holding the bee's head over him as he stands up is going to let out a big barbarian-like uh, roar into the crowd. Well, I guess into the, well, the chaos. <laughs> you got to give us it, Connor. I, I, I don't think I can. <laughs> a quiet one. I know you have kids in the house, but a quiet one. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so he raises the bee head and... Yeah! Hey, nice. good. And the bee, the bee honey flows. All right. Next up is Norman D. You see the chameleon still on the ground being like attacked by your dog. What do you do? Also, the butterfly is still laughter. They're sucking at all these wisdom saves, uh, but the butterflies are swarming overhead. Okay. Um, first off, the hound is going to keep attacking. So, uh, I guess it has to roll to attack. Roll to hit again. Um, so uh, 13 plus 7. Uh, sorry, 13 plus 9. Uh, 22. That hits. Okay. Uh, 24 points of piercing damage. 24? Yeah. It's 4d8. <laughs> you... See, the dog is attacking uh, and, and, like, ripping their leg. Their leg is, like, slowly coming off. The oh. bone and muscle is being exposed. And they're like, stop! Stop! And they're, like, screaming as their leg is in pain. They look super bloody. Um, and they're just, like, lying there getting ripped to shreds. Okay. I'm going to say, smoke, stay. Now, let, let it go. Smoke, sit. Smoke. And I'm hoping it listens to me. Actually, let me make a save for it. <laughs> let me see if it'll... it'll. Do you not have control over the spell? I mean, I do, but for the flavor of this, I've never, you know, trained with a dog before. I don't know how it would be. They do not listen. No! <laughs> okay. For fun, for flavor, they don't listen. They're still attacking. Ooh, loyal to a fault. Uh, what do you want to do, Norman? Okay. With that going on behind me, I'm going to look at this butterfly guy. And there's a bunch of butterflies up in the air. Um, I'm going to say, ah, a taste for the theatrics. I have that too. And I'm going to cast darkness uh, right up over where the butterflies are. 
Are you freaking psychic? What is wrong? Okay. So this is concentration up to 10 minutes, so it means my laughter spell drops. Okay. Um, but if this... So magical darkness spreads from a point you choose within range to fill a 15-foot radius sp- sphere. The darkness spreads around corners, blah, blah, blah. If any of the spell's area overlaps with an area of light created by a spell of second level or lower, the spell that created the light is dispelled. You... You cast darkness up at the mere butterflies flying up in the sky instinctively. Norman just knows how to handle this dude. Uh, you can see, like, beams of light were starting to reflect and grow stronger off the wings of these butterflies in the air, like it was charging some sort of, like, super sun blast. But you cast darkness, and immediately the butterflies go, like, spreading out from the darkness. Some are flying out. Because their attack just got nullified, or what they were charging up to do, um, you've successfully stopped that. And I'm gonna back up until I'm maybe ten feet back. So I'm still within five feet of the of the chameleon, but I'm now like twenty five feet away from the butterfly man. You see, the butterfly man looks at you, looks up at the sky. They catch their breath after laughing for so long. But their butterfly wings are spreading out and they're like flying out everywhere. And he's like trying to raise his hand. He's seemingly trying to like call them back to him, but they're not listening. Or they're not coming back quick enough. And he seems kind of scared of you guys. He saw his bee friend, who he probably admired, who he probably grew up with, just get decapitated. (laughs) And their blood drinking by a madman. And he goes to the book at his hip. Pulls it out, flips a few pages, and just glares at you, Norman, as it goes, and then teleports away. (gasps) No! (laughs) Oh, that grinds my gears, Seth. Okay. Do you know Counterspell? No. Why would I know (laughs) such a practical spell? (laughs) That would just be awesome just to shut him down right now. Next up is Zippy. Zippy, you are on top of the dung beetle, riding it. They're still just rolling the ball. They're rolling this dirt sand. Their mind's been jumbled. They don't know what to believe anymore. For some reason, they can't sense you on their head. Probably their armor's too thick, but they're just rolling this dung ball that has Apophis inside now and the bag of, uh, of Blizzard. I need to save Apothis. He's he's like gonna suffocate to death. What do you want to do? Uh, I can't save him. I don't have anything. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> ah, well, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> I quickly pull out uh, the two daggers I have, uh, and then uh, the doorknob, and then. Uh, I have a ring on here as well and I tie them all together with a rope okay and then after doing that I want to use heat metal and I throw it in front of the the way he's rolling and I want it to roll up and I want to keep the heat metal going but it gets rolled up into the ball and hopefully it will keep Apothis warm enough so he can break out on the daggers? Yeah, I want to uh, make get get 
all the metal close enough that the, it'll all heat up, and then I'm gonna throw it uh, in front of the the way he's rolling, so that it heat starts heating up the ball. Okay. And I hope this will give Apophis enough strength to break out. And do do a sneak attack on the the beetle because he'll never see that coming. <laughs> he would never see it coming. You have the daggers, you heat them up, you toss them in front, they get immediately sucked in, and they're in the ball. You can't tell if it's working or not, but the heated metal did go through. Uh and I keep my hands over his eyes. <laughs> oh wait, but I don't know how I did that with my hand over his eyes. Uh, I may have lifted. I may have lifted my one hand off his eye but to I tie stuff together with rope. <laughs> with one hand in your mouth, just like. <laughs> <laughs> or I just like put my tummy in front of his his eyes. I did that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you slid around. You're like, excuse me. Uh... Next up is the dung beetle. It's rolling its ball. And now it's like turning in an arc. It doesn't know what it's doing. And it's just going to pick up speed. It's going to roll even quicker. You see the ball is getting bigger and bigger and bigger. Darien, it's headed towards you. Oh no, Darien. Oh no. <laughs> You're barbarian screaming and holding up this bee head. Please make a dexterity saving throw. Which I still have advantage on. Oh, I'm glad I do. Um, that's a sixteen. <laughs> okay, you—that's partial—that's <laughs> partially saved. Okay, you—you, you, the ball is rolling, and you see it coming. You look over to the side. Honey is dripping out of your mouth, and Draken's just like, "Oh shit!" And you jump to the side. And you dive. It's like slow motion diving. You're diving. Like full on diving. And the ball is coming. And zhoop, it gets like up to your waist. So the rest of your head and like torso is out of the ball, but your waist is consumed and you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's that video game where everything just gets collected into one giant ball? That's what this is happening here. That's what's happening. You are spinning, and Darian, it is your turn. Your waist down is in this ball. Oh uh, my gosh. You can feel it's a, it's kind of warm in there with your toes, temperature wise, um, and also kind of cold on one of your feet because of the bag. Um, but you're f- rolling and rolling and rolling. Uh, Draken has been—he's on your waist, and he's been consumed into <laughs> the ball. Um, what do you want to do? Um. So with my <laughs> legs still trapped and being stuck in there, I still have haste active. So I'm going to use one of my actions to cast Zephyr Strike on myself. Um. So I guess with. Oh wait, no, wait, no, 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 no. I'm sorry, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. That would. That would drop haste. Um. Okay. Seth, with Planar Warrior, as a bonus action, I can turn one of my attacks into, like, force damage. Um, would I be able to use that to try and kind of break open this big dirt clump that's being formed? Sure, yeah. Okay, in that case, I'm going to activate my Planar Warrior, and with my, uh, 
attacks, I'm going to use it and try and just, like, break this big dirt clod open so he can't roll it anymore and I can stop flailing around. With all three of your attacks? Yeah. So just, like, boom, boom, explosion. Okay. Um, Please, uh, roll... You don't have to attack. I would say just roll strength. How about athletics? (laughs) Um, sure. Athletics works too. Okay, great, great. Um, I'm Boxing going, is a sport. Uh, I'm actually going to use my Ryzen's tier, throwback to season one, uh, where I get a point of inspiration per day, and I'm going to use that tree roll. Um, glad I did. Uh, that's a 20, not natural. Okay. You go... Boom, boom, boom. And you're slamming into this sand that's like, it's getting hardened from the rolling and packing. And you break it open. Half of it, like, explodes open. You are released. Some water from Draken's Bowl splashes out. He's like, Narian, please. I need that water. I want to catch him. I can only... (laughs) You, you like, put your hand over the lid. Make sure he doesn't fall out and no more water spills out. Uh, but you land on the ground on your back prone. But you see, like, the, the ball has been, like, split pretty much in half, kind of open, like a crater has been formed. And you can kind of see Apophis in there. Like, he's still, still, and one of the heated daggers falls out. Another one's still in there. Um, and you can see a little bit of the bag. But you can see the contents inside, but Apophis is still not moving yet. And the ball is being, like, the dung beetle notices it broke open. And instincts, it's like, gotta fix it so it starts like rolling it flat side it's trying to smooth it out make it kind of an egg shape and then like make it a ball again so it's gonna keep rolling it but uh is it rolling the one with apophis in it yep apophis is still kind of like half in it like his arm is like hanging out from the crater okay did did i see either the bag of frost or like the heated weapons fall out yeah you saw one of the daggers fall out um and you see the side of the bag but it's still in the currently being rolled ball? Yeah, the bag is still in there. But one of the daggers fell out. Oh, dang. Next up is Norman. First, can I see... <clears throat> excuse me. Can I see if the butterfly teleported anywhere that I can see? Uh, you take a quick glance around. There's a lot of bugs everywhere. You do not see a, like a butterfly that... A butterfly would stand out. There's lots of like ant people in the stands and other people around. Um, so no, you d- you don't see the butterfly anywhere in sight. Bug on it, and I'm gonna <laughs> and I'm gonna turn. Do I see a pop? First off, is the dung beetle's ball within thirty feet of me? Uh, yeah, it's coming towards you next. Um, so it's within fifteen feet of you now. Okay. I am going to... Also, your dog is still attacking uh, the chameleon, so you might want to roll damage. Oh, shit. Or two attack. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say, Smoke, please stop. We might need him alive. Uh, you want me to roll again? Why not? Oh, it listens. Hey, good boy. That's good. I'm going to give him a treat. Or like, I'll, give you, I'll give you a treat later. That's good boy. It releases their leg, and they're just like, Damn it! And they're trying to go invisible, but their body's like half going invisible. It's not really working. Now, if he goes invisible again, I want you to kill him. Don't you move. And I'm going to start running towards the dung ball. 
And I would like to try to time it. I want to jump into the dung ball, touch Apophis's hand, and use Dimension Door. So that I basically am diving into the dung ball, but I'm going to come out the other side through a dimensional doorway with Apophis. Okay. Um, I want you to roll acrobatics because the ball is moving you're going to be jumping in okay 13 plus 7 modified 20 nice you jump in grab their arm and you cast dimension door it kind of splits some of the dung ball open and like you and uh, uh, Apophis fall through And you come falling through the other side, sand kind of falling on you, and it immediately closes, and the dung ball is even less so now. Uh, It's much smaller and severed. But Apophis is with you, and he's still just, like, on the ground, uh, just frozen. He has sand on him and stuff, but you have him. Okay. Do I have any, any actions left at all? Anything? No. Okay. I am just gonna say then... Hold on, Apophis. Next up is Zippy. Zippy, you are still on top. The ball is still being rolled. The bag is still in there, but it's like half being rolled up. uh, And the dung beetle is just still like steaming ahead. What do you do? We're just rolling now, eh? Yeah, just rolling. I jump off and I let him do his own thing. (laughs) You cover, uncover their eyes. And they're just still rolling. At this point, they're just focused on it. <laughs> they're just rolling. It becomes a need. <laughs> and they're just rolling and rolling uh, away from you guys uh, towards the wall for now of the Coliseum. You are out of combat for now. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> okay. He just, like, he gave up on fighting us. You all see, you're all looking around, checking out each other, seeing if each other's okay. Um, what do you, what, Darren and Zippy? What do you want to do? Do you want to run over to Apophis? Yeah, I'm, I'm still hasted, um, and I'm gonna turn quickly to Zippy and say, "We're trying to keep him alive, right?" Absolutely. He, he's, he's, he's important. We gotta keep him alive. He's a fighter. Okay, and then I'm gonna use my double movement and book it over to him, and I'll quickly cast Cure Wounds on him using my last first level spell slot. Well, you couldn't have used that on us, eh, Darian? <laughs> it's more of like a first aid thing. Um, I'm so I'm gonna use that. Uh, so he gets a uh, seven points of health back. So I'm hoping that's at least enough to like keep him alive and stabilize him. Um, like I said, be beyond. You cast but. that healing on Apophis, and you can see some color come back to. They're black cobra scales, um, and they seem to be warming up a little bit from that, but they're still kind of, like, sleeping. I, was, I just wanted to confirm for everybody, when Apophis got pulled out of the dung ball, is the frost bag still in the dung ball? Is it, like, covered frost up Frost bag's now? still in the dung ball. Oh, dang. I'm going to say, guys, it... Valentine may have helped set on this one. The Void Chest does it again. I'm going to pull out of my inventory, I guess my bag of holding, 
from the void chest, I drew once a small chest that keeps you warm whenever you're not wearing pants. Oh my <laughs> Oh my gosh. gosh! Apophis is a snake man who has no legs. I'm going to oh. take it and I'm going to tuck it under his arm and I'm going to say, just rest, Apophis. Oh, oh my gosh. Yes, the void chest! The, we have an answer for everything. This is amazing. <laughs> Yeah, and even like the little like fur wrapping he had around his like snake tail that Zippy gave him like broke off from the dung beetle hit, so he's not even wearing that as pants. So yeah, you put it up. It's really warm. It's you can see immediately. Apophis goes from like kind of like sleeping like a dead man to like curling up, and their big biceps like hug the chest, and he's just going like. You know, it's amazing how much younger he looks when he's at rest like that. Yeah. Kingfield, oh, Kingfield, no, I am your son. Okay, this this spell I have isn't gonna last much longer. Are we gonna are we gonna fight this dung beetle? Or are we gonna try and bail? You see, all around you, bugs are still like flying in. Some are flying in. Some are flying to the castle. Some are into cool. You hear screams everywhere. There's lots of action going on, like immediately around you on the like on the edges of this coliseum, and you can see some ants take notice of you guys now. And they're moving away from, like, they've just killed some civilians, and now they're jumping down into the ring. And lots more ants and centipede people and all these other things are coming more towards you. This this is bigger than us. We have to just bail and get out of here, but we have to rush towards the castle. We need that flame. It's probably in, like, the king's chamber or something. We need him. Darian, can you carry him? I'm going to point to the chameleon. You see the chameleon is like trying to go invisible and like clawing away and the dog is just watching them because as Norman said, the moment he goes like full invisible, he's going to attack and the chameleon's trying to go invisible and is like clawing their way around. I am going to turn to the chameleon and say, look, if you want, follow us if you want to live. Look, I can't carry both of them and I don't think Apophis is moving on his own anytime soon. I can't, I can't be near that snake. I can't be near him. I'll take the chameleon. But I'm going to I'm gonna say, why can't you be near him? And I'm going to use my amulet of detect thoughts. And you immediately hear the surface level thoughts of the chameleon, which are just that, my leg! <laughs> my leg hurts! <laughs> now focus. And I hate him. I hate that. I hate that, bro. I think it's mostly likely a superficial thing and why he doesn't like him just because he like wins all the time right mm. i think it's i think it's basically just a a surface a superficial vendetta how yeah uh, might as well kill him <laughs> mm, i don't know about that i'm yeah i'm, I'm gonna pick him up it, it it has been established that norman i don't know what the rest of his physique is like but he does have great back muscles so i'm gonna pick <laughs> up the chameleon on my back i'm gonna say smoke come with me don't worry, guys. I have an invisible dog. Don't worry about it. And I'm gonna. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure every fan art has him like taller and like stronger looking than Darian too. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's an elf. They're frail. You see, ants are coming in. You guys, what are you doing? You, you pick up the chameleon. You got Apophis on your on your back, uh, Darian. Is there like a gate into the side of the Colosseum we can use to like get out of there? You see lots of gates where, like, animals, like, the beasts were released from and where you entered from. Like, there's gates, like, all around the siding of this place. 
there's most likely a private a private pathway where the king was sitting up at, on his chair, like watching us. There's probably yeah, a, but that's, like a, I'm assuming it's like up, up Colosseum walls and stuff, though. I thought there was like a staircase, but I could be wrong. The staircase would be inside the Colosseum to get there. It's not like one from the Colosseum. That would be dangerous. It would like gladiators go right up there. Yeah. Oh. Um. How how far is King Veal uh, head for me? So King Veal's head is actually like ten feet away from you. It's like just ten feet behind you. You're pretty close to the walls. Ooh. Okay. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm going to say, Zippy, change of plans. And I'm just going to toss off the chameleon. And I'm going to say, you can carry him with the cupboard if you want to. I'm going to make a mad dash. And I'm going to try to grab... I don't think I can carry the chameleon. I'm super small. I know, but you got to... I'm going to say, you got a magic carpet. And I'm going to go and I'm going to grab the furry, mangy head of baby beef. Um, Darian's just quickly going to shout out. Um, I cast... Before Darian... But like jumps away, I cast jump on him, and then I also rush over to Norman and cast jump on him as well. And we're gonna jump up the wall and go to where he was sitting. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> okay, so you're gonna cast jump on Darian. Yeah, and then I'm gonna rush over to Normandy and cast jump on him, and then I'll just use the flying carpet to just get up. Okay. And we're going. We're going to the screw, screw what anyone else says. We're going to where the king was sitting because it's most likely a pathway or a secret pathway directly to his chambers. It's the easiest and most foolproof way, in my opinion. <laughs> Not bad. You see, you're casting jump on these guys, and you turn around before you guys jump. You see the dung beetle is turned around and it sees you guys and it's kind of enraged. It took a lot wide berth turn, but the ball is getting big and it's formed again and it's rolling. It's rolling towards you guys uh, as well as ants and bug people are coming in from the sides. Norman, you grab King Veal's head uh, and Zippy, you're casting jump on both of them. Darian, you got a Apophis. You get the magic carpet underneath you. Everybody! Jump! <laughs> oh, or do we roll for this? Uh, I'll make you roll uh, athletics, yeah. Oh boy. Yikes. Okay. Uh, six plus two, eight. I got, sorry, uh, athletics you said, right? So, yeah, that's yeah. a 26 for Darian. Um, Damn. But as he lands, you see immediately the metal cloak he had drop and he immediately collapses on the ground at the the top of the wall as the haste is dropped and he's now fatigued for a round yeah you the the cloak drops everything you drop but you have apophis up there and he's on your back still but you're yeah you're fatigued um zippy you fly up there nonchalantly with your magic carpet and norman you jump holding the head in one hand and you just glass like grasp onto the ledge you didn't fully make up your like hanging off the ledge of this like royal seating area there's the throne there there's uh like there's no body of of king veal here though um what i guess the loxodon took him away the loxodon took him away or some of the royal attendants they ate him they're cannibals you do see some blood everywhere but uh 
yeah, you don't see the body or anything, but you do see a little door at the back of this royal chambers room. I can't believe they ate him. Help! Hold on! Can you? Can someone help me up? Oh, Darian, help him up! <sighs> yeah, I need, I need a sec. <sighs> Haste really takes a lot out of you. <laughs> uh, I, I. Get my magic carpet to, like, fold around the chameleon so it doesn't go anywhere, and then I go help, like, uh, Normandy. Okay, Zippy, you run over to the edge, and you lean over, and you're grabbing Norman's hand to help him up, and you're lifting him up. But, Zippy, you look down as you're helping him up, and you look and see that the dung beetle is rolling the ball, and they're reaching the wall, and they hit the wall. And you see the ball starting to lift as the beetle starts walking on the wall, rolling the ball up it towards you guys. What? They're still chasing you down. Amazing. Oh no, we gotta run. We gotta run. And so I, I grab Norman and I keep pulling to get him up here. You are pulling him up and you get him into the throne room. All you guys are there. Apophis is still like sleepy. Uh, the chameleon is injured on the carpet. Uh, Darian's fatigued. Norman's holding onto a head. And you see a door at the back. And ants and bug people are, like, starting to climb and starting to, like, enter into the throne room. They're, like, slowly crawling in through the, like, side open windows. And the dung beetle is rolling this ball up closer and closer. What do you do? Run, everyone! Darian, you're gonna have to suck it up and run! <laughs> no, I'm good now. I'm good now. I just needed a sec. Uh, I just remembered that I definitely left smoke down there. And I was like, Ugh, sorry, buddy. I'm going to dismiss smoke. And so it's really filling up with ants behind us or in front of us, too? From all sides. Just in front of you is the door, but they're, like, coming in through the side, like, windows that, like, King Beal was watching the whole tournament through. Okay, I'm just going to say, everyone, close your eyes and move forward. And I'm going to cast darkness right on us again. Okay. Um, I'm also having the chameleon rolled up inside the, the magic carpet, and I'm going to have it hanging off my back, and I'm going to kind of drag him. You are dragging him too, and you all close your eyes as darkness fills the room. Who's leading the pack here? What's the order of operations here? Like, who's who's in front? Who's middle? Who's back? I'm probably leading just because. I was expecting darkness, and I'm probably just saying, stay with me, stay with me, stay with me, and I'm walking towards where I remember the door to be. I feel like I'm in the middle, because Darian's probably still a little fatigued. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Okay. And Darian, you're carrying Apophis on your back. Yeah, you're you're got the weight on you. You guys break through the door. And Zippy was actually kind of right. There's this long, kind of like aqueduct-like bridge that leads out from the Colosseum. You see there's two others that lead off in the other sections of Tekul from like the other sides of the Colosseum. Because you guys came in the front. This is like leaving out the back. Um, but you guys are on the center bridge and you can see it leads to this giant kind of immaculate, aztec and emeraldy designed uh, castle. But it's a very thin, like narrow one-way walkway um, that leads and it goes for about like 100 or 200 feet, just straight. And you're looking over the streets immediately as you're running. 
and you can see down below people are fighting bug people and you can see them still swarming up above there's these like fire ants with torches again like throwing them into buildings buildings are going on fire to cool is burning down you guys are running and running and you hear behind you the wall of the Colosseum with the Royal Chambers explodes and you see this sandball with bits of like concrete from the, the Colosseum is like overflowing on this bridge and it's just chasing you. It's very Indiana Jones like wow. and it's chasing you and you guys have a straight 200 sprint with all your baggage and now we get to the running competition. Oh Darian. gosh. This is how this will work. Darian, you are in the back. You do not want to be consumed. This is how it's going to do it. We're going to do physical dice and math. Oh. Math! You have 15 seconds. You have to keep rolling your d20 and adding what you get. And you have to total over 100 in 15 seconds. I'm going to count down. Can I, are you ready? Wait, can I do any kind of spells or anything to enhance that? I mean, if you want to, sure. Um, I'll give you five extra seconds if you do something. Okay, I'm going to cast Zephyr Strike then, which basically gives me double movement uh, for a minute. Okay. You ready? Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm going to count down. Start rolling. Okay. 20. 14. 19, 16. 18, 17. Uh, 20. 16. 9. 15. Uh, 14. 30, 13. 7. 12. Um... 11, uh, 15, 10, 15, uh, 60, 8, uh, 7, 76, 6, uh, 5, 80, uh, 98, 4, uh, 100, whatever, 2, <laughs> plus 19, made yeah. it, oh my gosh, the ball is coming, the ball is coming, <laughs> and Darian, Zephyr strikes, and through you zip past Zippy, and past Norman, into the lead, next up, it's coming closer, Zippy, you're at the back of the pack, Oh no. Is there anything you want to do to get ahead and get bonus time? I gave up and die. <laughs> no. Uh, no, I'm just going to use my rabbit feet and I trust in them. Okay, you have 15 seconds. Ready? Yeah. Okay. Go. 15, 14, uh, 13, 19, 10, uh, 10 12, 9, 19, 11, 18, 10. Uh, Nine, uh, eight, twenty-seven, eight, six, uh, five, <laughs> thirty-three. Okay, four, <laughs> real quick. Three, sixty-seven, two, uh, one, seventy-eight, eighty-nine. You didn't make it. <laughs> the ball is coming. Zippy's running. You have the magic carpet with the chameleon on it, and the ball is so big and Zippy and the chameleon get sucked in. No! Next up is Norman. Oh my gosh. Ready? No! Hold on! I can't do this! I can't do it! I can't! Hold on, hold on. You you got Zephyr Strike? Hold on, I can't do it. Okay, give me a second. Do something (laughs) to get that extra time, man. That's the only reason I made it. (laughs) I. Man, I. I have nothing. I. Yeah, okay. Uh, Ready? I. I. Yeah, okay, let's do it. I'm gonna just try. Here we go. Yeah. Three, two, one, go. 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, 
nine, 45. eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. No, ninety. No. The ball is coming. Norman's running with King Veal's head. You get sucked in. And the ball is, like, big now. Darian, you're running. One last time. You gotta escape. You gonna you, you gonna do something again? Well, is, how long has it been? Because it lasts uh, for a whole minute. That's true. You still have 20 seconds then. Ready? Okay. Go. 20. Uh, two, uh, 21. 18 you're running the ball is big the bridge is starting to collapse because it's so big and it's starting to collapse behind you. You feel the ground breaking. You're running, you're running, you're running with Apophis on your back. And you see the entrance to the castle is like there, like this emerald entrance with these big doors. You are running and running and the doors are like open and you dive into the castle and you go sliding on these emerald snake pattern floor and you go sliding in as you see the big ball coming and boom, slams up against the giant door covering it completely like the exit is closed Ugh. but you see the walls starting to crack but it seems to have stopped for now oh we split the party again you're lying there on the ground and Apophis flops off your back and he kind of wakes up he's like bro I had the best dream (laughs) well Zori you're about to wake up into a nightmare wait who are you what uh, where where little bro go I don't know he's a Look, after you went unconscious in the cold, everything really went south and we're under attack now. From these weird... Wait, no, you were there for that part. Sorry. (laughs) Uh, After you went unconscious, we basically escaped with you on our back, but Zippy and... Zippy Norman, Zippy Norman got wrapped up in some weird dirt clot on the other side of that door. And I I point to the door and I kind of stand up and go over to it. You go over to it. And you press your hand against it, and it's just like, it feels solid. It feels like packed dirt. And there's like spikes of like, you know, the Coliseum walls sticking out of it. Bro, what? He, he got, what? There's, oh man, sorry. I'm a slow riser, dude. You gotta give me a little startup time. Dude, are your, are your muscles slow risers? I need you to open this door. I think Zippy and Norman are compact on the other side. They're probably suffocating right now. Oh, well, dude, no! And he goes up and he's like patting. He's like, dude, this is sand. I, what, what the hell? Are, are we underground? And you hear click, click, click as you look behind. And you can see this is kind of like 
an entrance into this main hallway that leads up to the throne room. And you can see just crossing across this hallway, walking towards the throne room, hunching over, walking one foot after the another, is this large tarantula hawk with a big blue flower tattoo on their back. And they turn... And they look at you guys. And Apophis just turns to you and says, Oh shit. I remember that dude. What would I remember? He killed King Phil. Then he pounds his fists together. He's like, Yo, green man. I gotta ask you to do a solid for me. What? What is it? You save little dude in there. If he's in there. I'll take this guy. Okay. Just do us all a favor and stay alive, okay? No promises, bro! Let's go! And he starts slithering. And the tarantula hawk stares. And you can see... uh, uh, They, like, below their forearms come these long blades that start stretching out. And it kind of gets into an attack stance and starts charging Apophis. And that's where we're going to end the episode. Oh, no, I'm dead.